0: Fred Film Radio, Zurich Film Festival,
1: Switzerland. Fred Film Radio, this is Keanu Nicoletti from Zurich Film Festival. I'm with Edward Berger, director of All Quiet on the Western Front. Welcome. Thank you for being with us.
0: Hello. Thank you for the interview.
1: So I have to say the first thing I thought uh, while watching the film is that I wasn't watching like a typical, let's say, or classical uh, world movie in the sense that I could really feel as I haven't in a long time, that, uh, like, let's call it the first commandment of the absurdity over that there were basically kids fighting. And I don't know if that was uh, an angle that you wanted to explore, uh, first of all, with your approach.
0: Yes, the book is very... I wanted to basically try to capture uh, the essence of the book. And the book is very much about uh, young men... Who enthusiastically go into battle, and even if they don't die, they die inside. Yeah, if even if they don't die physically, they die inside. It's about the loss of innocence. Uh, it's about uh, yeah, just just the killing of your soul, and um, and so that's that was the main main thing uh, that we wanted to portray portray in the film. But also, um, I remember. <laughs> Uh, seeing my actors, who are all very young, and the first day they were in their uniform for costume tests and they were excited about making a movie. And I saw it sort of in their face, the excitement. And then you slowly send them through the mud and that excitement still is there, yeah? but it's it, it's a physical demand and you see it almost in their faces that it's wearing them down, you know? And so it's it's, it's, uh, it's very much... And, all, uh, and lastly... Uh, in the nineteenth century, Germany won three wars very quickly, and so these kids went to the war, influenced by propaganda and um, uh, uh, manipulation by politicians by the kaiser and, and they they were went into the war thinking we would win this quickly it 'll be like a class trip it 'll be, be an adventure an adventure and um and they felt, uh, they, they, they felt so they had this enthusiastic feeling but very quickly learned in the mud that this is not what war is about, that they would lose their innocence.
1: I still could, could feel it as a, as you said, like also as a coming of age, you know. There were so many scenes in which you can see that they're adolescents, adolescent, and that's something that uh, I really enjoyed watching and it was painful to watch at the same time.
0: That was the that was the intention, and if that came across, I'm very grateful.
1: Uh, what do you think? Uh, why do you think that um, a German movie out of this very German book uh, had not been done before? And why did you think that it was the right time, the right moment to do it?
0: Well, a lot of it has to do with opportunity, also. You know, there weren't there wasn't the opportunity to make a German language movie. Uh, well, it, you know, and, and be able to share it with the world. And we felt about two and a half years ago when I was called by the producer if I wanted to make this movie. And I thought, why? I asked exactly that question. Why it's been sitting there? It's so obvious. Of course we have to do it. Because our perspective is very important to share with the world. Germany is the only country that brought, that succumbed to, You know, it's self-destructive influences or destructive impulses and carried them into the world and brought a lot of terror into the world. And that leaves a sense of, you know, there's nothing of pride about it. You know, it can only be shame, guilt, terror, horror that I feel and responsibility. And I thought that's a really interesting Perspective that will inform every decision we make in the movie. It will be, it will make a very different movie than a British or American movie who are able to tell a story about heroes in a way, you know. And a lot of American or British war films are like that. They have a sense of heroism to it, of sometimes even glorification in my sense. And when I, when, as a German, when you make a movie about that you can't you know there's nothing heroic about it it's all it's it's all you know shame and guilt and so and that felt like an important aspect to share with other countries Uh, but also um, uh, about two and a half years ago when we started there was a sense of rising nationalism and aggression in 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 politics i think brexit trump Hungary voting far right, you know, and continues to be voted for ra- far right in Europe. And suddenly, you know, institutions that brought us peace and brought us together as neighbours for the last seventy years and guaranteed us peace, like the EU, were being questioned by 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 uh, demagoguery and and uh, and propaganda. And it just felt like a an aggressive time where a film like this might hopefully open up some ears. But let's see.
1: I was thinking but isn't also the fact that we tend to uh, in the past that the war movies have been too patriotic too uh heroistic uh, that that maybe we're not learning a lesson i mean shouldn't a film in a way be more like this one i mean and portray war as it is that you know that that we're all dying there's only death and there's no sense to it well
0: you know as i said like different countries have different perspectives Mm -hmm. and the german perspective or my perspective is, is at least this one and i can't have the um you know i don't have i don't want to you know be presumptuous and say that this film will change anything or influence anything that's not we can't be that you know that's unrealistic but what I, what i would love is if when people watch the movie and maybe for a minute afterwards or for five maybe for an hour or even overnight if i'm lucky they carry something with them that sort of starts a thought process or a discourse in their head and amongst each other and that's the that's the only thing you can hope for yeah.
1: I was reading the the production note, and Malte Gruner wrote, uh, "I hope we found the right balance to explain what what was going on, and and not to scare the viewers." You know, and uh, how did you find the balance? Because I think, but I know that that there's a. There's that. there's violence, but at the same time, I think there's something that even the younger generations could relate to It could connect to because of the things we said, you know, because of adolescence, because of uh, you can connect to the, those teen years anyway.
0: Um, well, you know, a, a, a film like this can only be quite hard to watch because otherwise it would be uh, propaganda. It would it would kind of glorify things again. So we wanted to really pull the audience in, and uh, and and make make the experience as realistic and as horrific as possible without turning them away. Um, That being said, um, uh, uh, everything we did in the movie we tried to be in Paul's perspective. We tried to take the audience by their colors and carry them through the movie with paul and ideally if you identify or if you you know if you take if you're in his shoes you also can't t- turn away yeah because there's no alternative and so that was the goal to 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 carry the audience as much as possible by their collar, put them in Paul's shoes and let them experience what he experiences. And I think that lets you push the boundaries further in terms of what type of violence you can experience.
1: Because I read that you changed, like, not changed, but you rewrote the script. Mm -hmm. So why did you do that? And what did you change, in a way, um, uh, of the book, in the adaptation? Mm -hmm. And why? Why?
0: Um, So the book was written 90 years ago. uh, And obviously back then the war, the First World War was still very close. So it was present in people's mind. It's not the case anymore. You know, people have, it's overshadowed by the Second World War. Also, we know a lot about Second World War. We don't know as much about the First World War. And also Remarque, the novelist, didn't have the perspective of, that we now have, that the First World War was just the beginning uh, more carnage, more chaos, more murder, uh, more killing happened only, only 20, only actually 10 years after he wrote the book. You know, it was imminent. So it was just, this First World War was just the beginning, beginning uh, of a much bigger conflict that stretched for the next 10, 15 years. And so it felt important to me to include that. Uh, and uh the way to include that is the uh, armistice negotiations in Compiègne with the, a character called uh, Matthias Erzberger played by Daniel Brühl mm-hmm. um, and that's not in the book it's an addition that i made to the to the movie because i wanted to shed a light of what was yet to come you know that didn't that wasn't that that wasn't uh Uh, that really informed, uh, that really, and and those negotiations, it's a very uh, famous part of German history uh, because the nationalists then uh, used that myth that he signed the peace away or he signed the war, he gave up in this armistice. They killed Matthias Erzberger actually four years later in 1922 in a murder, in an assassination, he was killed. And the nationalists used this myth that they would have won the war had the Germans German politics not signed the war away, and uh, so they would have won it. And um, and they used that to begin the next war to say we are still a very uh, powerful nation and we want to uh, uh, you know we want to conquer uh, or we we have a right to 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 attack our neighboring countries. You know they use that excuse of what started in this train carriage in, in, in Compiègne.
1: Yeah, we still haven't learned. I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it happens, you know, every year there's a war somewhere. And so, I, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be part of our nature.
1: Thank you so much, Berger, and good luck with all quiet on the Western Front here at the Zrifin Festival.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And Thanks. this is Chiara Nicoletti for Fred, the Festival Insider